Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. Hey everyone, Patrick here. Since this episode is with Theon King, I figured I'd mention that the third version of our mobile app, the Audio Bank by Inside the Boards, was just released and we now have live audio flashcards. We're putting more in there every day. We're going to be recording more using some of the OnKing decks. So if you're interested, go download our app. And if you'd like to maybe help record some audio flashcards, hit us up, info at insidetheboards.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside the Boards podcast. My name is Mariah. I'm here today with Nick Flint. He is the creator of Onking, which are um, flashcards through Anki. Nick, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm. Uh, if you've seen any of the videos, I'm the Onking. I'm the voice of all of the videos. There's actually a whole team of people behind me. Um, but I'm a third year medical student right now at the University of Utah. Great, that's awesome. How is a uh, how is the COVID situation in Utah? bad <laughs> we were doing really well at first and now we're one of the worst states oh wow okay i'm sorry to hear that i hope everyone is safe so could you tell us a little bit more about what anki is and what anking is before we get started into our vignette yeah absolutely so anki is a spaced repetition flashcard app it's free and open source so it, that which is really cool um, but if you don't know spaced repetition is basically it's like doing a flashcard today, then tomorrow, then in three days, then in seven days. So it kind of like keeps track of when you need to study stuff right before you're about to forget it. Um, and it's kind of caught on in medical school and pre-med and because people you're studying a ton of material and people have realized, Hey, if I use Anki, then I'm studying the least amount possible to still remember the most amount of material. Um, it's not the easiest app to use, unfortunately. Um, it's very customizable, which is cool, but it's a little frustrating at first. I gave up on it when I was studying for the MCAT, actually. Got to med school and decided I need to, you know, I need to use this. It's really cool. Uh, and I found a lot of my classmates were kind of struggling. So I started making videos that I could put on YouTube to help my classmates and it caught on. And now, it's a huge YouTube channel and I've got a over a hundred videos and a bunch of other projects starting. We actually have an online course, stuff like that. So it's this whole like Anki universe now to help people better understand how to use Anki to study better, essentially. That's so great. And honestly, when I discovered Anki in medical school as well, it was so helpful having the flashcards already made by somebody. So thank you on behalf of all the medical students who've used your, your flashcards um, thank you for making those for us because it really did help and make our lives a lot easier when studying. Um, do you have yeah. any other tips when studying besides uh, Anki, like in general, overall? Yeah, actually, I uh, just because I want to make sure credit is given where credit is due. It was uh, Zonki made all of the flashcards. Anonymous, all we know is as a male medical student that's really good at making flashcards. I have just uh, been updating them because, uh, you know, medicine changes and stuff. But uh, in terms of like studying for medical school, yeah, I, I think Anki is a huge part of what I'm doing. I feel like it's really effective. 
Um, but I feel like getting a good study routine down. So for me, that was watching an online lecture series. And then I would do Anki cards on it. And then I would do practice questions. And a lot of times while I was driving to it from school, I would listen to, uh, you know, like the Golian audio series or podcasts or something like that to just kind of let things sink in a little bit better. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays podcasts are so, so much more prevalent because of um, COVID and just because it's easier to learn when we're at, when we're at the gym or if we're driving, um, it's just something we can listen to. I also like uh, Divine, the Divine podcasts and there's several others that I listen to as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're in your third year of medical rotations, right? Correct. And how's that going? It's been a lot of fun. It, um, I think, you know, I actually really enjoy studying, but that second year of medical school starts to become quite the grind. Uh, there's a lot of material, a lot of tests, and, you, you know, you start to get tired of sitting at a computer 12 hours a day. And it's been really nice to interact with patients and real people and see the cool experiences. Yeah, I understand. I'm also in my third year right now, and it's, it's so much it's so much easier now actually interacting with patients. So you said you also have uh, your own Anking program. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, yeah. So I made the Anking YouTube channel and there was a couple of us. And then we branched out. We actually started a Patreon um, to essentially tutor people in how to use Anki or things that are helping people with medical school. And I hired a few other students to help me with that. And then I got approached by a software engineer. Uh, who realized that we have this massive deck and I, I estimate there's probably at least 10 to 20,000 students using this flashcard deck in medical school throughout the world. But I personally have been maintaining it by myself, which was easy because I was studying for step one, but now that I'm not, it's very difficult to maintain by myself. So this software engineer said, I think we should build some software that will allow you to make Anki cards in real time with each other. Uh, which is an incredible idea, it's something we're working on and should be hopefully coming out within a few months. But we needed a way to pay for software engineers to work on this. So we made an online course. It's very similar to our YouTube channels, but it's a way more up to date. It has uh, flashcards you can download and like practice tutorials, kind of do it along with the videos. And it also has an add-on, which is kind of like a browser extension for Anki that adds additional features. We made an add-on that will automatically install 60 other add-ons and then configure your settings and do a bunch of stuff like that. So it's basically a course that teaches you how to use Anki and takes you from the very beginning installing all the way to using it really effectively in day-to-day life. It's fantastic for pre-meds or med students or whatever. And the cool thing is we're using all of that money towards this project of of making it so that we can all collaborate together and make better flashcard decks improve on things Uh, we actually just dedicated ten thousand dollars towards this software development which is really cool and exciting that's so awesome um i'll check it out and i hope all the listeners out there if you guys need any extra help studying or if you want to check it out please go to ankipalace.com and check out the program um, it sounds very helpful, honestly, and it's it's so nice that you're doing all this despite being a medical student yourself. I'm sure it's like very hard to juggle all these different things. Like, how are you able to to keep your schedule balanced? Yeah, that's it's not easy. Um, <laughs> you know, I did a lot of this over like weekend breaks. In fact, when I started making videos, it was over a Thanksgiving break when my wife got strep throat and was kind of down, and 
I, I just try to make a, a video every couple of weeks or something on a Saturday, but it, it hasn't been easy, but it's really rewarding to see how much help it brings and to see students really start succeeding when they start using Anki. And so that's why I keep doing it. That's awesome. We really appreciate it, honestly. So thank you for that. Of course. We can do a question in order to get some practice with step two questions. Yeah, let's do it. So the question here says, a 25-year-old female with depression and migraines presents to the emergency department with a headache, diarrhea, and fever. She was taking sumatriptan for her migraines. Recently, fluoxetine was added for her depression. Her blood pressure is normal, but she is tachycardic, mildly agitated, and diaphoretic. Exam shows hyperreflexia, but no rigidity and is otherwise normal. MRI of the brain is normal. What's the most probable diagnosis? The choices are A, opioid withdrawal, B, neuroleptic malignant syndrome or NMS, C, serotonin syndrome, and D, viral encephalopathy. When you see a question like this, um, how would you approach this? What are things that you're looking for, things that you're not looking for? Yeah, so my first approach to this, probably, like if I were to read the question, is I'd read what's the last sentence there. You know, so what is the probable diagnosis? Then I'd read the choices to see what am I looking for. You know, we got opiates, we got neuroleptic malignant, we got serotonin syndrome, and then we got viral encephalopathy. And three of the four have to do with drugs. So I'm thinking, okay, this is probably something to be, you know, drug side effects or something like that. So let's go option by option. So um, like opioid withdrawal, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the, so the patient had diarrhea and they were having headaches and stuff, uh, which kind of fits along with it. But they don't, you know, they, they're tachycardic and kind of agitated, whereas opiate could kind of, it could do that when you're withdrawing from them, but they're not mentioning all the other things you'd expected. They're not mentioning anything along the lines of this person having recently been under surgery or, you know, anything to suspect that they were using opiates. And they're also not mentioning the eyes at all. Usually with opiates, they're, they're going to talk about, you know, how dilated or constricted the eyes are. So it's reasonable, but I'm a little hesitant on that one. Exactly. I completely agree. I feel like whenever I see opioids, I always think of the pupils, like if it's intoxication, it's um, they're, they're constricted or if um, withdrawal, there's madriasis. So I, they didn't mention anything. So I, like you said, it's possible, but I feel like there's a better answer. How about NMS? NMS is similar. I mean, we got like, we got fever, headache, we got tachycardic, agitated, diaphoretic. So like definitely could be, but NMS is more like antipsychotics. And we're not seeing anything in there with antipsychotics. We're also it also specifically said no rigidity, and that's usually a you know the like really rigid body. That's what I'd be looking for with NMS. Exactly right. The buzzword I feel like is always like rigidity for NMS and the medication history. Like you said, there's no history of antipsychotics, and then C serotonin syndrome. Yeah, so serotonin syndrome, I mean, it just, it said recently, we just started on fluoxetine, so definitely at risk of that. Um, and then it also mentioned she was on sumatriptan for her migraines. So you got two things in there that both are affecting serotonin. I, I You also have that, you know, the difference between serotonin and neuroleptic malignant syndrome, a lot of times is rigidity, but also that hyperreflexia. Uh, that they mentioned. So I would definitely, that that fits better than the two answers we've gone through so far, for sure. I agree. Yep. 
And that is the correct answer. So awesome. And just for completion, viral encephalopathy, I don't think that's going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just looking at the choices alone, like I said, three of them have to do with drugs and one doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And then you've got the, uh, the MRI's normal and yeah, it just, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great way of uh, breaking down these questions. And um, I like that you read the last question or the, the last line first, because I actually do that too. I normally read the last sentence, skim over the options and then read the rest of the question. Um, I find that to be very helpful as well. And do you want to, like talk about anything else yeah so we actually for all the listeners here we have a discount code that's 10 percent off of the anki mastery course and that's inside the boards is what the discount code is and again you'll get 10 percent off of that at ankipalace.com you can find a link the actual link for the course is courses.ankipalace.com awesome thank you and we're really appreciative of you letting us use your flashcards so thank you for that yeah like i said before it's uh I wouldn't even say they're mine. They, I've just done everything I can to make them better for everybody. And I actually, uh, there's over a hundred people that I have in a, in a Slack group chat that are working on updating those flashcards. So, you know, the, the credit really goes to the community for making such an incredible set of flashcards that's so useful for medical students. And we were talking earlier about how cool it is, you know, when you're driving to and from school to be able to listen to a podcast or something like that. This sounds really cool. You might be able to listen to those flashcards with audio and just, you know, add that extra level of reinforcement to your learning. Exactly. Sometimes just the quick hard facts is, is a lot more useful than listening to something very long. Sometimes just like listening to the short version is very, very helpful, which is why Anki and, and flashcards in general are super helpful. The repetition, like you said. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much for joining us today. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. If any of you listeners have any questions, reach out to us at info at insidetheboards.com and hope everyone is staying safe and sound during this, um, this time. And have a nice day. Thank you so much, Nick, if you want to add anything. No, just thank you for everyone for listening and good luck with your studies. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.